0: Nervous Child Collection by Jordan Pinkava.
1: Won't you say
0: Hey radio listeners, do you like music? How about business? Come check out the Maryland Music Business Society. Thursdays at 7 in Van Munching Hall. Like us on Facebook at Terp Music for more details.
1: Just to make sure we're
0: So this is obviously my first episode and um, for anyone who isn't here because I'm promoting it to my friends, um, basically this show is inspired by my year of albums and basically um, I have been spending every single day this year listening to a new album and I've learned a lot about music and I found some of my favorite albums I've ever listened to, which is really great. And, um, basically what my show is going to be about, is just highlighting the different albums I've listened to throughout this year and, um, talking about what I thought of the album, breaking down the artist, um, the band, whatever, and talking about not only my reaction and my opinions to it, but just like information about the album, just kind of spreading, spreading the love, if you will, of the album so with that being said the album that we're starting with is Gossamer by Passion Pit and anyone who knows me knows that this is my favorite album of all time which is why I'm starting with it um, this is um, just some quick facts uh, Passion Pit uh, from Columbia Records they're uh, Indie Tronica is like how some people describe them basically um, electronic pop alternative pop dance music um synth pop sounds is like heavy to what you're going to be hearing and they're from Massachusetts uh lead singer is Michael Angelicos I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly but Michael Angelicos um he is native to New Jersey which is where I'm from um uh Passion Pit is not currently making music they are not they stopped in like 2017 because Michael has mental health issues, so they stopped making music. But Gossamer came out in 2012, um, and this was their second album, uh, Following Manners, which had huge success, actually. Um, And then they had an EP before that called... uh, I can't even remember. Something for Change. But the point is, we're talking about Gossamer. So some personal facts from me about it would be that I first listened to this album on August 22nd, 2020, which is weirdly specific, but I had reason. Um, Basically, I went on a 7 a.m. walk that day because I was going through it, and I found myself listening to this album, and ever since that day, it just automatically became my favorite. I think after listening to it so many times, I realized why I resonated with this so much on my first listen. Um, But basically... Um, I've known about Passion Pit since about 2018 from my best friend, Gina. I don't know if she's listening or not, but ever since then, I've always been like listening to like some of their music and it took until last year to actually listen to like the full album. Um, I think a lot of people know the song, Take a Walk or Carry It Away, which is two of their most popular songs and the most popular songs off the album. So... Basically, it started with those two songs, and now I just love the entire album, which is really great. Um, And so part of, like, this whole show and, like, what I'm doing is, like, I, like I said, reviewed album every single day. So when I reviewed this album, there might be a little bit of bias, but 10 out of 10 for me. um, On a realistic note, like, talking maybe... um, A 9 out of 10. I don't know. I I would need others' opinions on that because I know I'm being biased about it. But we are going to start by listening to um, one of my favorite songs off the album, actually. I'm kind of going in chronological order on the album. So our first song on the album is Take a Walk, but I'm not going to play that because it is so popular, and I feel like enough people already know the song, so I don't need to play it. But we're going to start with... um, the second song on the album, which is "I'll Be Alright," so, um, yeah. <laughs> So that was our first song. Um, I'll be all right. And one of the things that I did to prepare for my show was I um, I did a lot of research. You know, I found websites that had information on the album and about Passion Pit, Gossamer, whatever. And Billboard did a track by track review. So I wanted to also take us through every single song on the album, even though we're only listening to a handful. Um, I was just going to kind of go in order. So Take a Walk is the song that we didn't listen to. Opening track. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know it. It's about immigration and struggling to cope with the U.S. economy. Um, And they described it as a juxtaposition of pop and pain. So Take a Walk, that's like backstory. Uh, I'll Be Alright, which is what we just listened to. Um is talking about Michael at his most vulnerable points. It's jittery and joyous, and he is living in a damaged haze as symbols buzz around his voice. That's th- this is, like, what Billboard is saying about it, and I'm um, citing them as I keep on mentioning that it's Billboard. But, um, yeah, so now taking back to some of the other resources I found um, and just, like, Information about the album, like that I already knew and whatnot. So basically, Gossamer is not a happy album. You may have listened to that song and kind of just got a really, you know, jumpy, joyous feel, um, because it's synth pop. You know, like what usually when you listen to electro pop, synth pop, whatever, you kind of get more of a, you know, happy feeling from it because it's the just the tone of the music and the rhythms and whatnot. But in reality this album is so sad. It's so sad if you actually listen to the lyrics and like know what Michael's talking about when he wrote these lyrics. Um so it's Pitchfork Pitchfork described it as an overwhelming album about being overwhelmed. And I really like that description because it's definitely overwhelming, which is kind of what I love about it. But it also is just like about Michael being overwhelmed, and I think that's really important to know when listening to it and going back to the point of like the first time I listened to it was on like a morning walk, it was seven a m and I was going through it like I said, and I think the reason why I resonated with it, even though I had no idea what it meant the first time I listened to it, is because I was like feeling like I was in his shoes, not to the same extent because it's this album is quite dark i 'm not gonna lie um but I think I felt what Michael felt in a sense, and that 's why I really vibed with the album the first time so um you know and this brings me um to a point also like I was saying you know you hear these synth sounds and you hear this really upbeat melody and you're like wow this is fun I would listen to this at a party maybe I don't know um but I'm in a music class, an ethnomusicology class, basically. And one of our topics is music is not a universal language. And one of the things you can take away from that is that music can be perceived in so many different ways, depending on what you know about it, depending on your culture, depending on so many different factors. And you can take that with this album, because nearly all the songs have a really upbeat feel to them, or at least, you know, in a sense, they're, they're it's. The genre, you know, the electro pop, the synth pop. Yet in reality, what you're hearing is like depression and going through a really tough time. But you know, sometimes when, some people might hear it and they might think, "Oh, this is so happy," and some people might be like, "This is so sad." And that's what I mean by music isn't universal, and it never is universal. I hate to break it to you guys that don't know that, but music is never universal, and that's an important thing that I wanted to bring in. But, um, taking more from what Pitchfork said about the album um the album as a whole it's an album about like taking in all the topics throughout all the songs um album about immigration, alcoholism, economic disparity, suicide, mental illness, drugs, domestic abuse, and it's definitely just not a happy album what you can tell from that um and it's just. It's like, who was crying on whose shoulder, you know? It's like, is Michael crying on your shoulder or are you crying on his? It's really like, ah, it hurts. But with that being said, um, I feel like I might want to move on to my next song. So we're going to skip this song called Constant Conversations, and I will actually say what Billboard said about that first. Oh, no, I'm skipping two songs. Okay, so we're skipping Carried Away, which is a sequel to Little Secrets, if anyone knows um manners their previous debut album um carried away is the sequel to, to little secrets and that's a very popular song you know if you listen to it you'll recognize it probably and basically in this song Angelicos is apologizing and turns his intimate secrets into his chorus and just like lets it all out and then with Constant Conversations, which I do love that song. If I have time later, I might play it. But this song is the love letter to the woman that was holding him together and still is. I'm pretty sure they're married. Um, basically, this whole album kind of has a lot to do with um, him and his wife because he's going through such a hard time. And she they were engaged at the time of this album being made, I'm pretty sure. But she is the reason that he like stayed afloat and stayed with music and all of these things. So a lot of this album is kind of like a love letter to her in a sense, which is something that I recently found out. But skipping those two, we're going to move on to Mirrod and I'll talk about that, um, about the meaning of that song after. So here is Mirrod that was mirrored like i said um that along with i'll be all right one of my favorites on the album um the songs i'm playing today really are my favorites to be fair but um to give the information on that song uh from billboard we have anthematic lyrics and chattering electronics they only gave like short little descriptions to talk about this but um yeah anthematic lyrics chattering electronics that song is awesome i have to say it's freaking awesome um so going back to talking about the album you know information from uh resources that i found um so now huh let me see there's i i did find a lot of sources not to pat myself on the back but i have so much to say um i want to skip to what npr music said about this album so this is just like general knowledge or not general knowledge but this is just like knowledge in general so gossamer you might be wondering what that like title means and um gossamer is a fine filmy substance spun by spiders if anyone knew that and i'm trying to find the source that um oh yeah so interview magazine said gossamer was named after michael seeing a spider in his house and then it just worked out like that like he saw it thought gossamer Couldn't think of anything better, and we just kind of were left with that. But I'm not going to lie. I think it works perfectly. It makes sense when you think about it. And just with the way that the sound is and how... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But more what NPR said, um, going back off of that, they said, they find the band spinning, shimmering silk from many intricated layers and threads. And these layered threads of all the instruments and sounds created in this symphony of sound are just wonderful you know and that's one of the most significant parts to their music I feel like just like it's like a symphony an orchestra of sound that they bring to every single track and I feel like without that once again overwhelming sound it wouldn't be what it is and this is also an album and I guess an artist you could say that you need to listen to loud you know this is not background music this is like in the car like windows open or just like jamming out type music um and yeah the orchestra of sound is really I love I love hearing that symphony of sound whatever um and another thing they said is Michael isn't wallowing in his sadness during this album. It's a catharsis. And I didn't know what catharsis meant. And that means just, like, strength and moving forward, apparently. Um, So this album, like I was saying, you know, sad, very sad. Um, But it is still, Michael is not wallowing in it. And, you know, there's a difference between, like, being sad and, like, sinking in it and being sad and, like, one-upping it, I guess you could say. And that's kind of what Michael is doing, you know. And obviously we see that Michael was able to make this album and put it out to the world and have great success with it and then make two more albums after that, which were not as successful. And, you know, he might not still be making music to this day. But when he made this, he was able to have catharsis and move forward and bring this album, especially an album that they needed following Manners, which, once again, did so well. And they had so many hit songs on that, like Sleepyhead, Little secrets, you know, whatever. Um, And I'll definitely talk about Manners someday. Um, I really love that album too. And Passion Pit is just one of my favorite bands ever. So, but that's a side thought. Um, Moving forward from NPR, um, this is just, there's not much to this, but um, Pace Magazine kind of gave a little bit about Michael himself. Um, He has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder since he was 18. So that's kind of you know what his mental illness story is behind the album and he made this album for battling demons according to pace magazine and another big part of this was just this kind of a sad note but during the making of the album Angelico's tried to kill himself and that kind of led to what gossamer became or maybe it was a little bit before but that Um, attempt was a really big part to the making of this album and what it became which is a very important thing to know when you're listening to something like this you know knowing knowing the backstory and the information on the album is really important because especially for someone like me like stuff goes over my head you know I if I never like listened to this as many times as I did or listened to the lyrics the way I did or even just did this simple research like I wouldn't have ever thought that this album came from something as you know sad as that and just something something so sad you know once again music is not a universal language you have to really know what it is and you have to understand it to understand what you're getting from it and what it means to you um moving on I just I have a lot of sources so I'm just trying to give a good um you know, base to whoever is listening and whoever cares, um, and also because I love this album and I want to talk about it. But um, from Diffuser, um, they said that Michael says he wanted his fans to really hear his lyrics precisely on this album to express the past years of his life that it, that has been troubled with. So, Gossamer came out in two thousand twelve. Like I said, Manners came out in two thousand nine. So. After Manners, that's when, you know, he started to go through this hard period, which led to Gossamer. And I keep on highlighting, like, kind of the same information, talking about how this is a sad album, how he was battling with depression and bi- bipolar disorder during it. But I'm highlighting it just to emphasize it because, you know, like, once again, you're going to listen to these songs. And if you don't know what they mean or understand, like, how how much, like, emotion is really inside of them, you're not going to understand the point of the album i feel like so just emphasizing again you know he really was going through a lot after manners came out even with the success that it had and that is what led to gossamer you know gossamer is not an album that's happy and just you know what it sounds like it's it's sad and that's once again i'm just just emphasizing it so you guys can understand it if you ever listen um so our next song that we're gonna listen to is called Hideaway, but there's a few songs prior to that. Um, first, Cry Like a Ghost, yet another great song. I'll say that with every song on this album, but um what Billboard says about it, out of body experiences, mania, a haunting barrage of synths to break down his emotions. That's what we get from Cry Like a Ghost. And I think I have that as one of my extras if I have time to play more songs after. But that song definitely, like, when I read this description of, like, out-of-body experiences and mania, it was, like, aha moment. Like, I really resonated with that idea behind it, knowing the song. Um, So that's pretty cool. Or it's not cool, but, like, it's cool knowing that. Um, And then there's On My Way. Um, and this song is about trying to show his girlfriend that he's better than what his demons make him out to be. Like I said, a lot of this album was kind of to his girlfriend's, um, fiance, now wife, whatever. Um, and she was his rock at this time. And I have read that in a lot of these articles. Like, she was the reason why he was really able to put this out at the end of the day. And, you know, with songs like on my way this is him just trying to show that like you know he is better than what he has been for two years he had been battling with these demons that were like literally possessing him and through that song he's just trying to express that he's not what he's been you know and i think that's that's beautiful right there you know because i a lot of people go through you know mental illnesses and it really takes you away from the person that you are and it's important to always know that the person that someone is when they are struggling with mental health is not exactly the person that they always are so I like the meaning behind that song but that gets us to Hideaway which is going to be our next song on the album uh track number eight um yeah this one I don't love as much but I felt like it was important for the for the album i don't know why but a feeling type thing so let me get that going hideaway um so talking about hideaway bill ward's description would be um what is he hiding from and why is he hiding from it gonna let you guys sit with that one i feel like a teacher when i say stuff like that that's embarrassing um but what is he hiding from and why is he hiding from it you know hiding from his demons hiding from his depression you know take it how you want to but you know um i hope everyone's really enjoying this album that would really really suck if no one liked it and i was just playing really bad music but uh, that's gonna happen someday maybe not today because i'm really confident in this one but someday i'm just gonna be caught playing like music that no one likes and everyone's gonna leave early um another source um under the radar uh they rated it eight out of ten said truly an album about showing his life through better expressed lyricism in regards to uh, manners. He, you know, really took lyricism to his power in this album, especially when talking about stuff that is so deep and intimate. You really do have to bring a good lyrical sense to your music if you're going to be really taking it from your heart, soul, mind, whatever. And um, they also said it was a wide variety and well done use of different genres and sounds. I also really like that comment because... There are a lot of different sounds throughout this album. You guys don't get to hear all of them in my listen today, but you know, it really you get a lot from it. Um and like I said, orchestras of sound before. Um but yeah, and different genres too, I feel like that makes sense. You know, you can kind of get you know, pop jazz almost from some songs you know electro pop that's the whole thing is I guess you could say but you know take things how you want to also when I say this you know depending on how well you know these songs or this album you can kind of you know think about that in your own time when you're listening to this stuff which I think is also cool um and I also in my I was only gonna play like I had four songs that I knew I was going to play, but I just added my fifth one, and it's still in um, right order of the album. But I added a fifth one because I feel like I need five songs, and the one that I'm adding is definitely, like, should be a part of what, you know. It should be a part of everything that I'm saying, so I decided I was going to add that one in. Um, But to talk about the other songs... There's the last two songs in the album I'm going to play. I'll play them in a little bit because um, that's 10 minutes of music right there. I'll play those in like 10 minutes. Um, but we have in between Hideaway and then those last few songs. We have Two Veils to Hide My Face. That's a 34-second interlude. There's really nothing to it. It is kind of beautiful, though. I do enjoy when that comes through when listening to the album. It's a nice just like breather it's like a high-pitched like ah it sounds like it's from like church like mass it's just it's beautiful um and then we have love is greed and i did a project last year in english class and i used this song as one of my like as like a oh my god i don't even know english terms metaphor no i don't know what word i'm going to use but i related it to something that's what i'm trying to say um And basically the song is about love being a selfless act and being alone prevents the other one from getting hurt. So this is kind of like him wall not not wallowing. I can't say that, but like he has this wonderful girlfriend, his fiance, whatever, and he doesn't want to hurt her because he's so sad and he doesn't want to ruin her life. I guess you could say or just like take a toll on her someone that he loves so much just because he's hurting so much and the whole course is like oh love is greed love is greed and that's exactly what he's saying but from someone who loves I like loving um I understand where he's coming from but it's sad to hear it you know like oh no one ever wants to hear someone saying I don't want to be with the person I love because I don't want them to be sad just be together but they are together so that's happy um yeah so just to go back and I think this is the last source that I really took from and there's a lot of information because it's from interview Ma- magazine so basically this is an interview between interview magazine and Michael um so just some information uh, there are some opinions from interview magazine they just said beautifully produced autobiographical album purely through experience you know this album is straight from michael and there's nothing else you know like this is his work he's not speaking from out-of-body experiences he is putting the listeners through his own life in those years from 2009 to 2012 so great point there um and then on the interview part um Angelico makes points that like a lot happened after college started going through a lot you know after being diagnosed with bipolar at 18 and just like growing with it um Manners came out when he was 21 so it was like right after college I don't know where he went to college or if he graduated or like what his business is with that but Manners came out when he was 21 in Gossamer he was nearly 25 so there's a big age gap there <coughs> my bad um And he said it's just like a big blur between the two records. Like, as we know, going through a lot, really bad depression in that two year period. Um, And he says that it was a really chaotic record making process, too. And he doesn't think he said this at the time, obviously, but he was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to make an album like this again, which no offense to Passion Pit, but they did not do well on their last two albums um or it just wasn't anything compared to manners or passion or oh my god manners or gossamer um so he was right but we're not going to address that um and he was saying how depression had a huge impact on his life for years um and being on tour with manners wasn't exactly helpful for that you know and that's a thing that you hear across all artists and bands like being on tour is really detrimental you know constantly doing shows and working your butt off to perform for thousands upon thousands of people every single night for months straight it's a almost toxic process to be on tour not um, I, I love concerts and all but definitely a toxic process and you know Michael can attest to that by saying that it was really hard on him And did not help at all with his bipolar depression, whatever. Um. And I, my notes are a little bit whacked right here, but I think, um. I think I meant to write down that it's this album is less intense than Manners. I said less intense than Gossamer, but less intense than Manners um, only because of how it was sequenced. And basically, what Michael was saying is that the way that he made gossamer and just like the track list and the order of it it was a smarter record and he had a lot more time to work on this and a lot more time to focus on it you know with that two-year gap where he was taking time on this record um he put more texture to this record which i can also attest to he lots of layers to it and you can really hear that throughout the entire album especially when listening to it in contrast to manners there's a lot of growth between those two albums and although once again manners is beautiful i love it but the growth is very significant between the two albums um and you can hear all the different sounds with that texture you know you can kind of make out a lot of the instruments and you know noises being made throughout this album which is once again a really good thing for an artist to be able to do you know the it might be an orchestra and symphony symphony of sound but you can hear literally like all the instruments um you know it's dense but it's also very clear at the same time and he also made a point um sad album but also happy and catharsic catharsic is that is that the word Cathar- catharsis catharsis whatever um happy and catharsis that oh my gosh my notes are whack uh that made it well and be able to put it, be put out so you know through all the struggles and downs that he went through in the making of it. He did have his triumph moments with being able to put it out and actually send this album out into the world, which is another thing to take note of. Like I no one can imagine what Michael's going through at this time. Like obviously like his mental health has had a huge impact on him between in his time making music and the fact that he's not making music anymore. So you really do have to give props to the fact that he would put something so personal and time-consuming and just like go through all of it and put it out to the world and now millions of people have heard it you know that's a that's a really big thing for an artist to do um going off of that um the songs on Gossamer equate to a number of chapters that Michael was going through so they all kind of overlap but they sit in their own place lyric ly- lyrically and sonically and they're all very distinct which yes they are very distinct you know you don't get two songs mixed up on this album because like said earlier you know there's so many d- different sounds and genres and just like meanings behind every single song they all mean its own thing and that that gets me to my point of why this is such an amazing album you know it's not the same thing over and over again you are constantly hearing different sounds different you know feelings and emotions and he takes you through an entire period of his life a book if you will if he's describing his songs as chapters and you experience that as the listener you know you always enter a new chapter a new world when you listen to a different song and that is very important and that is why gossamer is an amazing album um and then a little bit more information um it's not a concept album concept album there's not really a story behind it just him figuring out what's going on in his mind um uh, you know a relationship under the strains of a person going through hell um this record was his life put into music an album dedicated to his relationship and it's not a happy record but it was good therapy in his life he says and one last note before i play my final two songs which i'll play in a row um he, uh, this is about take a walk but it's about family not relationship and immigration whatever we already covered that and he said, this is a quote, but he said, one thing we all had in common w- in common was my family would always take walks. That's it. Pretty simple. And when I heard that, I, I literally cried. I love that. His family would take walks. Bam. Take a walk. Anyways, we are going to go on to our last two songs of the album, and we're just going to listen to both of them in a row. The first one is called It's Not My Fault, I'm Happy. And then the last song of the album is called Where We Belong. So you know you'll be able to hear you know the song change but this this is it this is this is the best part of the album to be quite fair um yeah here we go That would basically conclude what we have today but just to finish up I have a few more things to say um so it's not my fault I'm happy that was the first song you just heard there what Billboard said past and potential for future happiness I like that and then where we belong I think that's definitely the most beautiful song on this album just because of that outro if you didn't get chills I don't know what you're doing um And they said, chronicles of a suicide attempt, but transitions into one of the happiest orchestra sounds I've ever heard, showing a happy ending to a heartbreaking album. And that's exactly what it is. It finishes on that note to kind of turn the album around for that last moment, you know. He got it out into the world. He made that freaking album through everything he went through, and he finished it on a positive note because he could. And that's really important. Um, and I don't really have anything else to say about the album. Um, I really hope everyone who listened enjoyed the songs that I played. Um, I love this, and I am so excited. Next time, I have no idea what I'm going to play for my album. But it um, might be something by The Front Bottoms. might be like Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers. might be... Uh, I don't even know. I have a few albums in mind, but... Not sure which path I'm going to take yet, but I hope everyone liked my favorite album of all time. Gossamer by Passion Pit, Michael Angelicos, his best piece of work I have ever heard. And I hope that at least someone who listened today is going to take this and go and listen to the album on their free time as well. Because that would mean a lot to me. You know, you only saw a couple songs, but 12, 12 tracks in the album. I only showed you five go listen to the other seven please um but yeah that is what is up and 10 to 11 on every monday night um which is so exciting i can't wait to be back here in a week and yeah um i really hope everyone enjoyed um once again my username is nervous child collection do not ask questions about that um And I am going to be transitioning out right now because my time is just about over. Um, And you can listen to the lo-fi beats for the rest of the night. But this is WMUC Digital College Park Radio. I am Jordan Pinkava. This was Nervous Child Collection. And I will see you next week.